Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. Today we have Sandy Sharmataro. And I had to say it quickly because I was afraid I was going to forget. And But Sharmataro is your last name and it's a beautiful name, by the way. Perfect. Perfect, Kevin. Thank you. <laughs> And what nationality is that? Where does it come Italian. from? It's Italian. Ah, oh, you're an Italian girl. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Which, which is awesome. And, and the reason, I suppose, you might be asking, well, that's a nice that she's got a nice last name, but why is she here? Well, I can tell you why she's here. She's an author. She's written a, uh, a series of books that's, uh, that, uh, that's called the Good Egg Series, and it is remarkable in... The and by the way, if you want to go to the good eggs with an s.org, you can find out more about her. And she's also got a foundation she works with. She really is plugged into the community and plugged into all of our lives so that she can help people live their lives just a little bit better. And she uses the good eggs, which are if you look at uh her picture um, of the books, the, the good eggs are a bunch of eggs of different colors and, and, uh, and stuff. So, and they go around the world and they've written, she's written three books about them. So it's great to have you here. Sandy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kevin. I'm excited to talk with you today. I know we had great it, conversation before too. It was fun. So you can go to positivetalkradio.net and you can uh, review that conversation and which we're going to build on to this conversation with. So okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It'll, it'll be great fun. First of all, tell us about the good egg books and how they came to be. So, um, you know, I, I know I had mentioned this to you before that I always just wanted to write books. You know, I love that um, when I was in school, like third, fourth grade, we always had the, the assignment to write stories with our spelling words. And that just was my favorite thing to ever do. And it just evolved. And I just always loved creating characters. And I knew I had wanted to write a children's book when I got older. And finally, once my kids were grown, that feeling really never left me. So I sat down and wrote that book. And I really just intended to write one, and it actually morphed into a series of three. I wanted it to be um, something to put goodness into the world. And that's, you know, I kept throwing the word good around, and that's how I got the good eggs. And I made the characters eggs. That took some some imagination on your part. Yes. To, to yeah. come up with the eggs. And, and also, and they, uh, who, who did the uh, illustrations? Because they're really good. They're really good. I have a great illustrator. His name's Brad Trofin. He's actually an Emmy Award PBS illustrator. And he's out of Alberta, Cal uh, Calgary in Canada. So, yeah, we work well together. Well, they've done they've done a really nice job, and and the books they deserve to be in every home. I I must say that because you know you say that the books are designed really for seven to twelve. Um, I think it's uh, yeah, seven to twelve years. Mm -hmm. But I really think that they could be um, read by adults and and other folks that that really would would be interested in changing their opinion of what it's like to live your life in a fulfilling and positive way, which is what you do. And I really appreciate you being here. Thank you. I'm glad you recognize that. And that's what I'm trying to do. Um, and actually I do have 
um, the intent for that for parents and kids to read them together because I have a parent blog that follows the books chapters in an adult level. So, you know, say they're reading at night with the kids, they can reflect on the parent blog and kind of interject more of their own understanding of what's going on in the books. So yeah, and, definitely. It's a family event. <laughs> and it, it really should be. And by the way, if you go to her website, which again is thegoodeggs.org, she has got a free chapter that you can, mm-hmm. you can read of in each of the books, even before you buy them. So yeah, you know. the word search and the um, crossword puzzles too, and a playlist and then the videos. Don't forget about those. <laughs> oh yes. Well, I do. And we talked about this last time. Yeah. I really think these need to be made into a cartoon series. Yeah. Well, I have the first book into a, a full 12 episodes and um, they're on the Michigan learning channel, which is an affiliate of PBS. So yeah, they got picked up there and we're looking to try to get book two into animation as well. How much does it cost to animate a book these days? Kevin, it's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the first book was probably, we did it in small increments, but it was probably close to 50, $60,000. It's a lot. It's, it's, it's a lot, but, but they've got such value to them. They do. And, and the next book will cost even more, but I'm look, trying to look for a grant or an investor that would be um, interested in that. That one we tallied up because there's a lot more characters, a lot more scenes, a lot more voice actors, um, probably about 128,000 we figured for that next book. But it's, it's pricey, but it's really worth it. The kids just love it. So... Well, they and they get an opportunity to look at because the way that you structure the characters and the kids, they're all different. They're all it, it. It really what I really like about it is that when you look at the illustrations of the kids, they're all different colors. They're all, but the they're, the cool the cool thing is they're all eggs. So it's not like they're a bunch of different things. They're all one. They're, they're all one, and they're all non people colors purposely. Um, so that, you know, it's, it's diverse and it doesn't matter what color they are and they are all eggs. And the thing with the egg too, is that sometimes we can get cracked, right. And we got to handle them with care. Boy, that's, that's, that's really is an astute statement right there because uh, of course, Humpty Dumpty had a bad day. (laughs) He did. He did. They put them back together. (laughs) I I often wonder because you know occasionally I'll crack an egg and I'll have make an omelet or something. And yeah. I often wonder how you put an egg back together. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, they couldn't put them back together. When I'm thinking of my nursery rhyme, they couldn't put them back together again. But the good thing with our little cracked egg, Benedict, he has friends that will not let him fall. So he is trouble sometimes, but he's learning. And his friends don't give up on him. You know, they help him all the way through. So by the end of book three, he's a different egg. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good egg. Now. Transformed, yes. It's It really is fun because you've got Sigourney, Reggie, Meg, Gregory, Peggy, and Benedict. Benedict's yeah. the only one that's actually an egg dish. Yes, he is. Yes. Well, now look at the teacher. Um. Oh, that's that's right. Who? Tell me, who's the teacher? Ms. Poach. 
Oh, it's coach. That's my alter ego. <laughs> but you're also a teacher. I am. That's why she's my alter ego. Yeah. Now, what what grades do you teach? I teach high school, actually. So I teach uh, 10, 11, and 12th graders. Do you ever get the opportunity to go to an elementary school and, and present your, your, your yes, work? Yes, I have done that. I have done that in the past. It's a little tricky because being a teacher, too, you know, we have the same hours. So it would have to be when, you know, if I have a different break when they have it or <clears throat> have a half day or something like that. But, yes, I have done that. It's great fun. I surely would like to see you be able to go on a national tour to uh, elementary schools and to talk about your work because it, it, you know, it's, it's, it, they're fun, but they also have got an underlying message that is great for every child. <laughs> Quite frankly, it's great for every adult in, in our country as yeah, well. I but, think so. I would love that. I would love to be on a book signing tour. Um, just to get the word out. And I think that, you know, with the right um, either investor or marketer, that it would just take off, take off. Oh, I agree. Fire. Yeah. I, I agree hundred percent. That's That's why when I said, you know, um, animation, I can see this being a, um, an animation on Saturday afternoon or, or on Sesame street or, or right. something like that. Yeah. Well, it kind of is a little bit right now being on the local PBS channel. Um, so, you know, it's, we're going to redo actually those because we need to do them into what's called vector art. Brad was telling me, you know, how he wants to redo them all. So that's part of the grant and investing we're looking for too, to redo those and um, make them even better. Cause he knows how to do that. Like I said, he won an Emmy already through PBS in Alabama, I believe it was. So he wants to boost up these videos, um, make them top notch and get them out there. I don't know how it works, but if you're involved, if you're in one PBS station, is it likely that you're going to end up in many more? Um, I'm not exactly sure, but I do know that they look at each other's content. So I think it is a possibility. Just getting onto the local PBS was huge. So I was really excited when they, they asked if they could air them. So I said, definitely. So, yeah, so we'll see. It's been aired twice already. All 12 episodes are being aired twice. And then they also are on demand on their website. That that's, that's really is exciting for you. Yeah. Yes. I was so thrilled with that. So that's, yeah. go ahead. I was just going to ask you, when you wrote the first book, did you know that it was going to become a thing? No. Nope, I did not. I, I kind of just intended to just, you know, write my little children's book and, you know, be done with it. But, you know, it got so interesting and exciting for me because you learn about the world of publishing and how to publish. And I've redone the covers three times already, you know, and I think it's just um, you refine it as you as you work with with the whole thing and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and it keeps growing so and i'm still growing not done yet no you're you're wow. just kidding now there are three uh books in the series Correct. is the series complete the series is complete yes so i knew in my heart because when i had the first one done i knew okay i i accomplished that goal but something's something's bugging me. I need to continue with these eggs. And then that's why I, I took them around the world. And then I still wasn't done. I said, I need to bring them back home 
and have them do community service in their hometown. So once I completed the trilogy, then I knew, like when I wrote that last chapter, I kind of breathed. I went, okay, they're good. They're good. So I was done with them. Not to say I can't write a different series, but I do feel that this trilogy is complete. Now, when you put this together, mm -hmm. were you thinking of having the underlying message the way that it turned out? Or did, is that yes. kind of just? Those no, that I wanted, like I was talking earlier about the teachable moments. So I knew that the first um, book, I wanted it to teach goodness. So I picked out 12 virtues that I thought kids could relate to easily. So that one was about virtues. And then when I took them around the world, I knew I wanted to make that one about diversity. So they learn, you know, all the customs and culture and language and ways people do things around the world. And then when I brought them back to their hometown, I wanted them to learn the importance of community service. And what they do in the third book as well is they connect their service to the little eggs they met around the world in book two. And then those little eggs do the same service in their countries. So it's a big domino effect. And it, everything is, yeah. in, in my opinion, good. When good people do great things, mm -hmm. it tends to inspire other people to yeah. then do great things as well. Yes. Yep. And that's what I kind of did with them, even though they're little, you know, they're like, you know, everyone asked me, oh, how old are they? I said, I don't like to give an exact. They're like, I say, eight, nine, eight or nine, maybe 10 years old. Um, you know, even though they're small, they still have had a big impact in their own community in the world. Sometimes dynamite comes in small packages. Yes. <laughs> yep. That's true. And it, it's important, the work that you're doing. I, first of all, you're not done with this series. It's going to become um, animated. It's going to, uh, I would love to see it on national TV. I would love to see it in, in um, places that, you know, like um, maybe CBS or NBC, if anybody's listening, you want to pick, pick this up because it would be a great Saturday morning, feel good type um, program that the, the kids could watch and they get, you know, in each, each, cause each of your characters has got a unique, different um, um, personality yeah. and style and flair. Yes. And was it hard to write that? And did you have, or did you have it going in the whole time? I had to think, in fact, a friend of mine gave me an idea as well to give each one of them an idiosyncrasy you know, something that they do. So like Sigourney winks all the time and Meg flips her ponytail all the time. Um, Gregory scratches his head when he's thinking. Reggie adjusts his glasses all the time. And um, Peggy um, doesn't have per se a physical idiosyncrasy, but she likes ketchup on her vanilla ice cream. So they always talk about <laughs> her ketchup <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, see, now, that's the action I want. See? Now, can, now, come on. I can I can see maple syrup on vanilla ice cream. I can see, you know, chocolate. But how'd you think up ketchup? Well, this goes back to when my kids were little. We knew somebody who was pretty hilarious. He used to put mustard and ketchup on his ice cream. And my, he would do it like for shock value. And when my kids were small, they'd go, mom, look at his ice cream. He put mustard and ketchup. We just crack up at that. So that always stuck with me. So I just went with the ketchup, left off the mustard. 
but that's that's priceless. That's yeah, priceless. I remember they they loved it. So, so that's kind of woven throughout all three books. Peggy's little little perk, and then Benedict when he gets um, when he knows he did something wrong, he shuffles his foot back and forth in the dirt, you know, or on the ground. So we, we you know that when he's doing that, he's feeling bad about something. Now, which one is the black sheep? Is there a black Benedict. sheep? He's the troubled egg. Oh, yeah. He's the new egg in town and his friends are trying to help him out. They don't quite know what to make of him. Um, so, yeah, each time, like I said, they don't give up on him and they they see him through through three years. So each book is a year in their lives. And you, you'll be surprised how he turns out at the end. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think I think that when you're when you're around good people. Yeah. This is a lesson for all of us, really, is when you surround yourself with good people who are better than you, you tend to rise to the occasion. Exactly. And he certainly did. And he talks about it, too, that that he just that was the best thing. He didn't want to move to Albumen because he left all his friends behind. His dad got a new job and, you know, he was just miserable and he he worked through it all his friends helped him work through it all that's just the first chapter and then things kind of escalate from there so yeah there's a lot going on i know book four you need to have a superhero who's a hard-boiled egg (laughs) hey that's a good idea And so he can he can protect the kids from the bullies because you know a, a, a eggshell is kind of uh, can be um, fragile. We can all be fragile. Children. Yes. Are fragile. Mm-hmm. But a hard boiled egg, you can just stick the you know yes. even if it cracks, you can just stick it back on there and that's right. You know and stuff like that. So anyway. someone told me someone told me I had a proofreader and and she said so so they're done now and I said yeah and she said so. So I'm not going to see them go to the prom. (laughs) No, no prom for the (laughs) eggs. Well, but you know, you've got a wonderful imagination and you've got a way to take, um, make, make something like an egg that nobody would have thought about making people out of them, but but they are so much like us, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah. 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 They're modeled after our own characteristics and our own, you know, surroundings and our own, you know, environments own own situations that we go through i tried to really tailor it toward children's situations right so they can relate well yeah because you know an egg the shell is hard but it's easily broken easily broken that's that's the whole point that we are all fragile right and that we all will crack no one's going to be whole all the time but that we have each other to support us and that we can go to each other to heal those cracks so that's kind of the premise. It's a, it's a great premise. And, you know, we talked about uh, the first couple of books and the third book. I, <clears throat> I really like the premise because they come back to the community yeah. and then they're going to help the community. They see a need and they see some needs that around them and they decide that they're going to help with those needs and, and to help the community mm-hmm. um, and, and have, have fun at the same time. They sure do. And they learn from everyone in their community, too. It's not just them going in there and, you know, helping. They they actually interact with with like, for example, when they go to the senior care center, they actually learn from the seniors. You know, they learn to paint. 
They learned uh, some dance moves. They saw some older movies that they loved. You know, they, there was an intergenerational thing going on where they learned from them as well. And they felt like, oh my gosh, we get to help them, but we're also learning from them. You know, they were, they didn't look at them like, oh my gosh, we got to take care of these older generation. No, they actually were intertwined with them and learned so much. So I wanted to bring that aspect in too. It's, it's a really cool aspect. Having, you know, been young, I didn't really recognize or understand what an old person was like right. and the depth of their feelings, the depth mm-hmm. of their knowledge and stuff, because nobody had bothered to tell me that. Because we don't value that, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, um, we don't value that as much as we value youth. Um, so I wanted to try and, you know, bridge that gap a bit. So. You know, it's interesting. We are one of those cultures that, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, we value youth and vitality. Mm-hmm. But in other cultures, the right. elders are considered to be the, the most precious commodity of the, of the tribe. You're right. They're valued for their wisdom. They're valued for their longevity. They're valued for what they can teach the young. Um, all kinds of cultures do that. Yeah, unfortunately, not so much for us. <laughs> but right. no, I, I, I wish that could change a bit. I really, Why do you think that is? I don't know. I don't know if it's more of we have more of an individualistic ideal rather than a community ideal. You know, maybe we're just more... Um, I mean, it's, it's good, right? You want to develop yourself as well, but somewhere down the line, I think we miss that idea of community and we miss that idea of value of all people, people of all ages, same with kids. Sometimes we don't value kids either. And they've got things to say too. You know, they've got, they've got input, they've got feelings, they've, you know, we're, 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 we're cultivating them to be the future. So we should take care with them as well. Well, and, and I'm a little bit older than you. And so I can remember when I was a child, children should be seen and not heard. Yes, right. You, should, you know, be quiet. Your dad's watching TV. He doesn't <laughs> want to hear from you. Yeah. Um, you know, right. and those, those sorts of things, they teach that taught us that we had less value. Yeah. And, and, then, and then when it was, when they decided that you were going to get into trouble for whatever reason it was, they never explained why No, in a lot of cases. So it was always just go to your room. Yeah. Like, why? Why? Don't ask me any questions. Be seen and not heard. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. Go to your room. Yeah. Listen to me. Listen to what I say. Yeah. <laughs> and you did. You got that, that hierarchy of I'm less than, you know. So I don't know if that's the best message. <laughs> I don't think it is. <clears throat> it's it's not and and i think the better message is that we can all work together we can all get along we're all eggs right you know it's it's right. like uh um we're, we're just we we can do so much more than we're doing and that's why books like this and why you've been on a couple of times and i'd love to have you on more yeah why this this is so important the message that you have is so important to us I agree, Kevin. I, I feel that I really, I really feel passionate about it and that it needs to be heard, you know, all around. And it's done like in a fun way, yet, a, yet you, like you said, let, yet when adults take it in, they also internalize it, you know, in their own lives. So it's a win-win. 
Yes, I, it is. <laughs> are you, you should be proud of yourself, are you? Yes, I'm, I'm really happy with it. I'm, I'm very proud of it. And I, I like the fact that it hasn't left me. Like it's, it's part of my DNA. It's part of who I am and that I keep thinking of more things to do with it because I feel it can grow worldwide. Really? And that's why I don't think you're done writing these things. I think, yeah. You know, writing them. Well, I mean, we can do a different kind of a version. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Right? Inspiration strikes. Well, and you, when you when you said to your significant others or the family and friends and said, I, th I think I'm going to write a book. And well, what's a book going to be about? It's going to be about an egg. Um, <laughs> what? The, because a lot of people don't have. I mean, I know that when you went into this, you had this kind of depth of imagination of what it's always going to be. But a yeah. lot of people don't have that. They don't get it. Right. So what what response did you get from some people? Actually, my family was great. They're like, okay, you know, like they're like, you do you, you know, you that's great. And even my husband was a proofreader too for for a lot of it, and he he loved it. He and with the last chapter, he actually shed a little tear because he goes, oh my gosh, <laughs> I feel like I've journeyed with them for three years. Well, you know, that's that's the thing is a book like this. And you know what's interesting about it? And I'm just, I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. Yeah. But what's interesting about it is that your your eggs were a certain age, and mm -hmm. they've grown up each year. Mm -hmm. It would be very interesting for you to write a book about the teenage years and the and the young adult years and the college right. years. And, and that's what I was saying with my friend when she goes, "Yeah, they're not going to go to prom, you know, like they're not going to grow up. I'm not going to see them grow up." <laughs> but oh, you. you I kind of like that angle. I don't know. We'll see. Well, I'm not trying to talk you into something you don't want to do, but but well, at the same time, you can also use other metaphors and uh, and, and things to do to do those. You know, um, trying to think. But anyway, uh, but it's, I applaud you for what for what you've done. It's it's just yeah. remarkable. Thank and uh, and thank you. And what else do you have? Other books planned? Um, right now I really want to focus on this project and to get it out there. Cause I feel if I start thinking of other books, this one might, this project might go by the wayside. So I really want to put all my energies into this because like you said, I'm not done with developing it. I even would love to see, I know I told you last time, like live stage shows, like the good eggs live, you know, and have merchandise and you know, stuffed eggs and T-shirts and all kinds of things like that for kids to buy. And, you know, have like the first 25 rows, you know, for kids who couldn't afford to go, you know, have have those kids come in the front rows. Um, you know, just all kinds of ideas that I have that I really would like to see come to fruition for sure. So Absolutely. The one thing you couldn't do is do like deviled eggs and serve them to the kids and stuff. We're eating Benedict. We can't do that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't think that would go over too big. <laughs> so, but it's, it's fun. And the work that you're doing now, you're also doing the foundation. Tell us about that. Yeah. So the good eggs foundation actually came out of the book series. So I felt um, I wanted to put the books into action 
So um, that's what I did. So in 2019, the Good Eggs Foundation was born. And each month, since the books go month to month, you know, it goes through a whole year. They all start in September and they go through a whole school year into the summer. And I started the um, foundation like that. It started in September. And each month I egg an organization or family that is in need um, or that needs some help. And I seek them out and it's different every month. So I say, you know, what might you need this month? I've done um, bedding for kids coming out of homelessness. I just bought a whole bunch of beanbag chairs for this. Um, it's called Humble Detroit. In fact, I think there's one in Seattle, Humble, um, where they design houses for people that are coming out of homelessness to get a new start. And I've got, um, we're going to make reading corners for the kids' room. So I got beanbag chairs and a set of books for each kid. And I've done um, diaper drives. I've done Christmas drives, toys for kids. I've done, um, gosh, mittens for kids. I've done all kinds of different things. You can see all the eggings on uh, my website under the foundations tab. So we keep going strong with that. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I didn't, I didn't used to ask this question, mm -hmm. but I'm because there are a lot of, uh, and I don't know if you've been following the news on this, and by the way, there is a humble Seattle. Yeah, I thought there was. Mm -hmm. Yes, but um, there's a lot of pro athletes that have got foundations. Yes. Including one by the name of Russell Wilson, who used to be with us. Now he's in Denver. Okay. And they were doing they were doing audits mm -hmm. on, on some of them. And they found that the percentage of the money that was actually getting to the charity was less than 30%. That happens with charities. I hear that a lot. Um, mine, no. Mine right now, I have 100% of the book proceeds goes right to the foundation. You know, that's, I would love to draw a salary when it gets bigger. But right now, I cannot because it's not big enough for me to draw a salary. But that would be my goal is to work at it full time, um, to get it so big that I could work at it as my full time job. Well, and I'll tell you what, um, if you want to, if you want to donate to a really good cause and a really good foundation, um, it's, it's the good egg foundation. Is it good eggs? Good eggs foundation, the good eggs foundation. Yeah. Because a hundred percent of the profits are going actually where you intend them to go mm -hmm. rather than because they were, they were talking about millions of dollars are being spent on overhead and, and administration yeah. and they're using the and I think this is actually pretty a, a bit of a crime personally mm -hmm. is that they're they're using their good name and the idea behind what they're doing mm -hmm. to raise money but then the money isn't getting to the what they say people. it is yeah where the people who are giving the money intended it for yeah see that's that needs to be investigated and that's not that's not even legitimate I mean you know I'm here for to help children and I, I would love that. I mean, I understand administrative costs. I understand, you know, people got to get paid, but 30% is pretty low, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, and I, I get that there are some organizations that have to hire a fundraising organization. Yeah. And, by, and by the way, I, cause I'll get a call every now and then. And so, you know, you need to donate to this charity. It's like, how much does a charity get? Yeah. Um, are you do you work for the charity or do you work for a company that is, is um, right. soliciting funds for the charity? Because right. they sometimes get up to fifty percent. Yeah, I know. 
I know. I mean, I don't have any of that right now, but but my goal would be, you know, at least for me to draw a salary so I could sustain like matching my teacher salary, which, you know, is not much <laughs> either. Um, but just to so that I could do that for my job. Well, you know, I think you would be awesome at it. And I think that it's it's something that that it's in your heart to do. And so it will happen. It's it's in my heart. And, you know, Kevin, we're running a special right now. If I may talk about that for a minute. You may. Um, so just in time for March, because March is reading month and Easter is just around the corner because this is a busy time for the good eggs. Because a lot of people, parents like to put these books in the kids Easter baskets. So cool. we're running a special for the three books. Um, it's called the March Promotion. And it's on our website. And I just posted it, too, on my social media. Um, there's a QR code they can scan. It'll take you right to the web page. $37.50. You get all three books and I will sign them personally to their child or children. You can put a couple names on there. You get a squeeze ball and a squeeze egg, like an SEL, you know, social emotional learning, like a calming squeeze egg. And then a little tip card on social emotional learning tips for parents. So parents, grandparents, whoever, the adult in the child's life. So, yeah, so that's a pretty cool promotion right now. Um, it is indeed. For Easter and for March. It, that's that's really good. So go to thegoodeggs.org and you can find that information as well as the books. Just And buy the books from her. That She, she you know, she makes it a little bit more that way. And, and yeah, that's true. I mean, because Amazon takes quite a big cut. <laughs> it's good exposure. It's great. Not complaining, but um, yeah, the the foundation would get more um, directly from me. Yeah. Yes, and if you want to throw, you know, an additional twenty dollars in there, that would be handy. <laughs> yeah, so we can supply humble with more beanbag chairs and books, and you know, for the kids' rooms, which is something I want to continue on an ongoing basis to help them out. Now, I I know you're you're in the Detroit area. Yeah. And I assume that in that, in the Detroit area, that there's a huge need for what the services that you're providing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There sure is. I mean, there's no lack of finding someone to egg or something, some organization to egg, no lack at all. And there's a lot of small ones that I really like to do because they're small, like I'm small right now, but I, I want to help them as well. So, you know, I, I can find one every day if I needed to. So, yeah, there's a lot of need. It's And it reminds me of your third book when you start talking about community. Yeah. And did I tell you that a fifth grade teacher wrote to me and their fifth graders read that third book and they did every bit of community service that the eggs did in their own community. <laughs> and the, the local newspaper came out and did a story on it. It was just that was like a highlight for me because that's what I want. You know, I want kids to internalize that and to to put it into action in their own community. So they tutored kids in their school. They put together these big baskets for an elder care center. They did a collection for the Humane Society, for the animals. They did everything that the eggs did in that book three. And that just that just made my, my day, made me so happy. It's a great example of somebody who created something from nothing. Yeah. And impacted people that you'll never meet. Right. That's true. Yeah. Actually, that, I never thought of it like that. That's very true. Right. That's the highest calling 
the, in my humble opinion, and maybe it's because I do this podcast and I do a radio show and stuff because I have the opportunity every day to impact people's lives through people like you and I'll never know who they are. Yeah, you're right. I'm thinking those kids, when they made those baskets and they went to the senior care center, must have made people very happy. It did. Yeah. It did. And, and, and gave them a sense of accomplishment and, and went right to their heart. Yeah. Because they were doing something good for another human being. Right. And then there's that intergenerational interaction again. Yeah. And so if it hadn't been for you, mm. none of that would have happened. Thank you. <laughs> that it is humbling, isn't it? And you, yes, I would love for that to continue. It will. Yeah, it will because it, this is this is really is a good idea, and not only that, the books are well written. Um, they're good for adults and for kids. Yeah. Um, and and they're colorful, and yeah. they've got a lot of personality to them, mm-hmm. and you take them around the world and. And um, it, it, it's really is, it's heartwarming. It really is. Thank you, Kevin. I really appreciate your kindness. I really do. Well, it's, it's, it's I'm not being kind. I'm being real. You're, you're very kind. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, the, the, the thing is, and I, why I'm holding you up, and I hope it doesn't hurt, but I'm holding you up as an example mm-hmm. of what can be done if you follow your passion, follow your heart, and say, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to contribute to society mm-hmm. and to contribute to all of us. Right. You don't, you don't make a determination that, that the, uh, the, well, all your eggs are non-human colors. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was intentional. Yep. That was intentional. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and so you, you have a belief structure that we are all different, but we're all the same. Mm-hmm. We're all right. you, That's the the dedication in book two when they go around the world. May we realize the similarities of our differences. That's the dedication. I dedicated it to the world, (laughs) you know, to try to realize that we're more similar than we are different. We are the same. We are, you know, Mm -hmm. perhaps the pigments of our skin is a little bit different depending upon where we come from or who we love. But none of none of that matters. We need to take care of one another and to be kind to one another. We do. We all want the same thing. We all want to be validated and seen and heard and loved and understood. You know, I, I really believe that. I really believe there's room for more kindness in this world, for sure. Well, and I'll, I'll tell you, it's like, um, it's, hard, it's hard for me to even say, and I'm going to give you a couple of statistics here, that 100,000 people a year are dying from drug overdoses, and we've got 12 million kids that go to bed hungry every night in the United States of America. I know. I know. It's gut-wrenching, isn't it? It's gut-wrenching. It's hard for me to even believe. Yes, I know. I know. It it pains me, you know, to think that. And to think because, you know, I had a fun childhood, a supported childhood, you know, great family. And, and I think... Uh, my gosh, you know, I, I wish everyone could have that. I know it doesn't always work that way, but at least we, you know, who have had more could help those who did not get more. You know, we can, we can have that responsibility. And part of that is why I chose children to focus on because they're the future. And by 
instilling these ideas into their, you know, minds that are like sponges to instill goodness, to instill kindness, to instill empathy and compassion, that will stay with them. And that will become an empathetic adult, a compassionate adult who can make change, systemic change. You know, and I, I mentioned earlier that uh, um, there are people that you're going to affect that you'll never meet. Mm. And a lot of them are going to be kids who read your book mm. who, or books that are going to make a decision mm. based on what they read there. And instead of being a bully, instead of being less than, they're going to decide that they can do it too. I and hope they can so. more than, and that they can't think of a higher when you get to the pearly gates somebody's gonna have a bouquet of flowers for you oh wow okay <laughs> i hope so <laughs> because you know we and i i believe every one of us you know i decided to do what i'm doing you are an author and you're doing what you're doing every one of us can do what we can yes um, and we and if we're not doing that then we're not fulfilling our mission of why we're here. Right. And you know, you're, you're one, you're not living your best life either, you know, cause everyone right. has that potential. Everyone has it. If you just want to slide by and, you know, be mediocre, then you're not going to have a fulfilling life, you know, cause everyone could do that. Right. You got to yeah. really look inside and, and grab it, you know, and really go with it. And you will be surprised how much more you're going to say, wow, that's awesome. You know, I didn't know I could do that. So you really got to bet on yourself, really. Yes. And when you started this whole project, did mm -hmm. you envision it to be what it is becoming? No, I did not. Like I said, I thought I was just going to do that one book and be done. And here's a cute children's book. But it just kept sparking in me. And I had to listen to that. That's another thing. You have to listen to what's in your heart. You can't, you can stifle it, but it's going to keep bubbling up and you have to listen to it and follow it and look already how much it has grown. And I, I know, like you kept saying, it's not done. <laughs> it's going to go big. It's going to yeah. go big. I I'm firmly believe that it's not done. And, you know, and it's like, um, one, one of my favorite sayings, <laughs> And it came from a movie that may not have been the the one most wonderful movie to mankind, but sometimes you can pull out nuggets from a movie, and it can mean something to you. And what the um, what what this saying is is your heart is free, have the courage to follow it. Mm, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That was actually in Braveheart. And I don't, it was just one of those lines that just yeah, it stood out to me as being, you can do, and you, your heart is free. You can do anything you want, but to have the courage, only if you have the courage to do it. Because you could have said, I would really like this book, but no, I'm a teacher. I'm working full time. I've got my husband. I got the kids. I got all the stuff. I don't have time for any of that. And, and just put it aside. You didn't do that. Do you have any idea why? Because it, it was inside of me, like I, it was passionate. It kept just burning my heart. Like I have to, can, like I, it excites me. It excites me. I have to, I had to write them. I had to mold these characters. I had to, you know, take them around the world. I had to do that research and then bring them back and, you know, help their community. I just had to start the foundation. It's like, it, it just kept leading me and I kept following it. So, I mean, yeah, there's been times when I'm saying, oh, my gosh, 
you know, I, I have two full-time jobs here. It's, it's a lot. I'm burning the candle, you know, at both ends. But um, just when I think, forget it. Oh, wait, I got another idea. You know, then I go, <laughs> oh, yeah. So it just keeps going. That's how you know, too. Like, it's, it's real that you just keep going with it. So, you know, and, and sometimes you just got to let it trust, keep going with it. I can't see the end of the tunnel, but just keep walking one foot in front of the other. Just keep going and it'll happen. Do you know, um, you just said one of my favorite words in the English language. What's that? Trust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you trust yourself, mm-hmm. you trust your intuition, mm-hmm. you trust what is being given to you, the thoughts and the ideas that are, are coming from who knows where and who cares. They're it doesn't good. matter, right. Everyone calls it a different, you know, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But if you learn to trust and to follow it, and one of, one of the examples I use is uh, the example of the 50,000-foot 50 view, hmm. which is that we don't have, we don't get benefit of the 50,000-foot view. We don't know. We, we get to see the tree in front of us and the tree behind us. Mm-hmm. But the 50,000-foot view, somebody's paying attention. And they're guiding us through the maze that we're, and step by step. That's all we get is to take a step by step, day by day. And if we trust that we are going in the right direction and they're being guided to that, mm-hmm. then we can believe and know that it's going to happen for us. And then that's when magic happens. I believe that 100%. 100%. I like that analogy, that 50,000 foot view. I like that. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And, and we're supposed to be doing that because we get bogged down with our everyday routines and, oh my God, I got to do this. I got to run here. I got to run there. And you know, it's life. We're living life. You know, everyone does that. But at some point, if there's something inside of you that's calling you, you have to take a step back and you have to give it some attention and see where it goes. I mean, that's your purpose that's who you are inside not all the busyness you know of life yeah we have to do that right with families and things and jobs that's reality but there's also a balance and you also have to be kind to yourself and listen to your inner voice as well and that's where your real true essence comes through is there and that that is a powerful statement all all by itself (laughs) It, it, because it is so true yeah. that everybody, you know, I've talked to a lot of people over the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. I've interviewed literally thousands of people and to a person at one point or another in our conversation, they'll either say it or they'll intimate it that there was a moment in my life when I thought to myself, why am I really here? And what am I here to do? It's not about making money. It's not about um, taking mowing the lawn and taking care of the house and and stuff. It's it's much more than that. Yeah. And a lot of people, well, I won't justify. I would just say a lot of people, but there are people Mm -hmm. that will have that thought, Mm -hmm. and then they'll bury it. Right. Right. And a lot of people do that, you know, because of other things they feel they need to do, which, you know, like I said, not discounting that because we do, you need to, to live in the world. You need to make a living, but there's more to you than that. And that's what you owe to yourself to explore. 
there's more to you than, than just the humdrum and routine things that we do. There's so much more to you than that. And you and need when, to explore that. Exactly. And when your family said, you go do you, mom. <laughs> yeah. That yeah was, that's fine. I mean, even if they would have said, what? You know, I, I still would have kept going because I know, I know that's what I want to do. But they're very supportive. So no issues there. Very supportive. They, you, like, yes. I was going to say that they even provide some of the voices in the animation. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that's just awesome. And yeah. uh, it's important. And that, and that's why this conversation that we're having is very important and transcends the books. It transcends, it, it, it leads to a larger message that, that I'm all about getting out. And that is follow your heart, follow your dreams, do the right thing, be kind and great things will happen. And you will feel it from your heart that, a, a special place rather than just thinking about what I got to do tomorrow. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Exactly. It, it will come if you allow it to, right. If you, if you give it some attention, it definitely will expand. I mean, look at how much this has grown, you know, just yeah. in the few years. Well, 2013 is when the first book came out. So it's been about 10 years. Well, but you know, Good things take times to get to, to get the word out, right? And, right. And to, and to reach a big enough audience right. to where somebody, but somebody, is going to listen to this show, mm -hmm. and they're going to say, "I'm going to go look at those books," mm -hmm. and they're going to be a person of means, and they're going to say, "You know, I love producing these things. I'm going to produce this." So oh. they're going to call you up, and Sandy's going to go, well, "Thank God, Kevin was it no." <laughs> I'll call you first. I'll go, guess what? Guess what? Yeah. Yeah. Please do. Cause it yeah. would be, you know, uh, cause it, it, that would be lovely. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Those things happen. I interviewed a guy uh, a couple of weeks ago and we were talking kind of about the same things. And he was, he was talking about always, you know, be looking for what you really, really want mm -hmm. and verbalize it and put it out there because yeah. you never know. And right. he, was, he told me the story of, um, there was an 80 something year old lady who was uh, at one of his seminars and he said, everybody close your eyes. And I want you to picture the thing that you would like most to happen. And, um, and they raised it, they're open their eyes and he pointed to the lady and said, what did you picture? And she said, well, I want uh, uh, Patrick Swayze to teach me how to dirty dance. <laughs> Keep in mind, this is an 80-something-year-old. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and he swears this is true. Don't can't verify, but he swears it's true that the lady next to her uh, tapped her on the shoulder and said, when would you like to come over to the house? He'll be there tomorrow. It, no. was, his, it was Patrick Swayze's mother. No. Is he, is he joking? That he, is he, he, he swears to me that it was the absolute truth. Um, and, and he came That's up with... Hilarious. Yeah, and he came up with several more instances of where if you if you put it out there and you really want something to happen, it will happen for you. Um, so that and that book tours, uh, stage shows, merchandise, right? All all over. I want I want your series to be a series right after Family Guy, or maybe right before Family Guy on Fox 
on 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 like on a Friday night. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would and, be great. Yeah, and and your kids, your and your kids could learn how to be voice actors. This could be a big thing. Yeah, let's do it. Yes, do it. <laughs> put it out there. So okay, I, I've I've uh, you know some people would say, oh Kevin, that's just fantasy. I know that it's not. I know that it happens. Right. Right. I, it Look at other things that have happened. How did those happen? Right. Like with other people. So it's it's a thing. It can happen. It, it really can. And uh, I appreciate so much that you've taken the time to be with us today. And I'm Thank now you. we've gone through the entire show and yep. I now cannot pronounce your name again. I can guarantee you that. Uh, so, so Sandy. Sharmataro. There you are, Sandy Sharmataro. Go to the good. And, oh, before we go, yeah, I want you. I'm gonna. I've talked enough. I'm gonna set aside myself, and I want you to tell the audience that's listening now, and those that will be listening in the future, anything you'd like them to know. Just yeah, go to thegoodeggs.org. Check it out. There's all kinds of interesting things on there. You can get a free chapter. You can join the parent blog. You can look um, at the video series on the Michigan Learning Channel. There's a link there. You can purchase books. You can send me a message. Uh, like I said, there's word searches. There is crossword puzzles. There's a newsletter that I would love to get you on my newsletter list, and you can keep up with all things good eggs. And, you know, there's all the eggings you can see from the foundation and the work we do. And again, um, purchase uh, books. And I would love um, more Amazon reviews as well. I've got quite a few, but I need like three more to move up in the SEO. So that would be helpful. An Amazon review once you read. And yeah, it'd be great. So check out thegoodeggs.org. Anything you want to know is there. And if it's, if it's not, you can send me a message. Go, yes, go to thegoodeggs.org. And, mm -hmm. and uh, Sandy, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Kevin. And Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I have thoroughly enjoyed our time together. It's it's uh, and 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 bless you for the work that you're doing, and not only that, but the work that you will be doing. Yes, thank you. It's going to have power. It's going to have value, and uh, one of these days, um, you're going to be in front of Oprah. That under the oaks with Oprah is on my bucket list. You know how she sits under the oaks with her guests? Yep. That is on my bucket list. <laughs> well, let's make it happen. Okay. Awesome. That would be amazing. <laughs> so stay oh. right where you are, Sandy, and I'll be right back. Thanks, Kevin. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember... Be kind to one another because each other's all we got.